There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come on! When you feel far away from the love and harmony, won't you feel and just hear we all go through something in common? Single Girl, Andrea Bain, welcome to Single Girl Problems Podcast, your one-stop shop for real relationship talk. On the show today, Houston, we have a problem. I have three (laughs) words for you, sex, doll, brothels. They're popping up in North American cities and folks aren't having it. The question is, are these places serving marginalized group of men or do they pose a danger to women? Next on the docket, is it more challenging to navigate the dating world when you are a celebrity? And has the Me Too movement put a stop to hookups on the road? And finally, <laughs> this is a juicy one. Why do some black men struggle with feelings of guilt when dating white women? Oh, yes, we go in there. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Uh, before we get started, just a quick reminder. Listener discretion advised. During this show, we will be discussing adult content. This includes sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And yes, that time that the condom broke. And <laughs> we're going to tackle that little plan B mishap. So pull up a seat, get your snacks, and strap in. My guest today is a rapper, author, and radio show host. Please, people, get yourself ready for solitaire. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I just know you as Andrea, so this, I'm just like, I know, obviously, I've seen you on TV, but that was like, wow. Can I, can I clap for that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for the, like, the studio audience in there. Like, Listen, that's the Yo. way I do the show, because we do have, a, like, you don't know where people are listening to this, so yeah, I, I yeah, give it to right. them. Plus, yeah. I'm amped about this, and I figured, uh, I knew that you were coming on the show, so I thought, let me get some real softball topics, because let's just <laughs> oh, go nice, easy. Yeah, nice Softball, easy. you know, oh, sex yeah. doll brothels, you know, yeah, you course. dishing on all your celebrity hookups on the road. Oh, tons, tons. Your white girlfriend, oh, we got it all <laughs> on the table. Um, so let's start off with uh, the sex doll brothels. They are on the rise, and I got to oh, share a little boy. story. So back in 2007, hmm. I had to do a junk for a movie called Lars and the Real Girl, a little indie movie that uh, Ryan Gosling, some girls, a lot of girls will know who he is. I think I and s- going in, it. I had no idea what this movie was about. What this movie was entailing was uh, a story of a young man who had slightly mental health issues, but he was very shy, so he had a hard time socializing with people. Mm-hmm. So then one day he announces to his friends and family that he has a girlfriend, and they are all like, oh, this is great. Like, we're talking about a guy who didn't socialize with anybody. Mm-hmm. So he wheels in a, a sex doll. And he's named her and everything. And the family is like, what is this? And I remember in the beginning of this movie, I had my backup. I was like, this is some BS. Because if there is one scene with him having sex with this sex doll, I'm out of here. By the end of this movie, I was completely changed. My attitude about it had changed. Because I realized there are a lot of people, when we talk about dating and relationships, we always talk about very healthy people. Mm. 
who can, you know, like, you know, we think about contestants on The Bachelorette or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people who have a lot of issues. May they be physical, mental health, all kinds of like emotional issues where perhaps this is their way of coping. Mm -hmm. So now we have this issue in present day, 11 years after this movie comes out, by the way, um, where uh, sex doll. I mean, yeah, sex doll brothels. Um, there is a Canadian company. Of course, they've got to be Canadian. Um, it's a new trend in the pornography world. And this company is attempting to open sex doll brothels in North America. And folks aren't happy about it. Mm. Are you surprised by that? No. No, of course not. In Canada, of course. Uh, yeah. In North America, not. period. In North America, they're trying to do this. Um, and for those of you who are listening who are like, what's a sex doll brothel? Because I think a lot of people still think of sex dolls as like those blow-up dolls, you know, with her mouth yeah. perpetually open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way... Full disclosure, did you ever have one of those? Never. Have you ever been in contact in the same room as one of those things? Yes, I have. But it was like a joke back then. I 100% it was a joke. But then you know there was always one dude who probably like for real, for real used that damn thing. Yes, of course. I mean, nobody on my squad, thank God, but... Yes. How, but here's you never know what people do behind fine, closed fine, doors. Fine, fine, fine. But you know, if if I had to go out on a limb and vouch for my peoples, I would vouch on the, None of on them. the side of no. no. Okay. So listen to this. These sex dolls are crazy. Okay. So sex robots is what they're really. They're not sex dolls. They're sex robots. Yeah, right. Um, which are made by like this company, this one company, uh, Kinky Dolls. Um, they are made to look exactly like real women. Is like animatronic or is that? Oh, that honey, they are. Listen, they have artificial intelligence. They respond yeah. to touch, and you can get them custom. Ordered. So she has real hair, real eyelashes. You can get yaki her, weave. Y- listen, <laughs> yaki weave, whatever you, whatever you want. Bouncy, curly, French wave. My you gosh. can get, and then you can like. Big I didn't nipples, realize it was that. small didn't... nipples. Her toes painted a certain color. Like you can get her to your specific uh, likes or wants. I didn't realize it was to that extent. You said it responds to t- this, like some like real Westworld shit. Yeah. It is. That's what people are saying. So listen, and these dolls aren't cheap. This is not the blow up doll that you bought at the sex no. shop for like twelve ninety nine. These dolls run. Check the price between twenty five hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm that's expensive. Uh, yeah, you got to be pretty devoted to your uh, to your fetish. <laughs> but at the same time, I think this is also the reason why the sex doll brothel. Forgive me for the naysayers, but it makes sense. The average guy doesn't have that kind of money, and if mm-hmm. he does. You may have to explain to your wife, honey, what's this $10,000 out of the account? You want to explain that? I don't. No. Now, the biggest complaint from some of the naysayers is that it's a form of prostitution. But in fact, that's actually a bit of a gray area because there's a difference between human and artificial prostitution. Mm -hmm. So again, we have one of those situations where the laws haven't caught up to the technology. So that's out the the window. So they can't use that. Another complaint is that it could possibly spread STIs. Now, I went on the website for this brand and they, I'm sorry, I can't say this with a straight face. Okay. The company reassured its companies that each doll is sanitized with antibacterial products after every session. And I would like to have a moment of silence for the person whose job is to clean up the human matter off of a sex robot after a session. Like, I just want to have a moment of silence for that person. And we're going to put them on the prayer list because that job, that's. You know what? On the list of dirty jobs. Have you ever seen that show, Dirty yes, Jobs? I have. I would say that's, pro- you know, he's probably not, you know, he can, he's probably got his gloves on. He's got the, the the washer wand or whatever it is. The power washer. The power washer. Oh I'm sure God. that's not that bad. You know what he also has with that power washer and those gloves? Uh, One tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> thinking, and listen, where did it all go it's wrong? It's an honest day's work, okay? 
Right? Someone's got to do it. Hey, he's, he's raising a, a maybe he's raising a family on You that listen, income. somebody yeah. has to own the McDonald's and somebody has to clean the bathroom. There, there you go. That's there, just there, the reality there. of it. But I just had to like address that person and be like, we're thinking about we're you, thinking man. We're thinking about you. Yes, yes. We're man. thinking about you. Get now, the bag. Yes. Now, the most talked about issue is that these dolls may further dehumanize women in society and leave women even more vulnerable. In a story in the New York Times covered the rise of these sex robots and, and found an ad with the words, she's yours to rape. For just $9,995. And so a lot of people are questioning, are these robots encouraging bad behavior? Or is this a safe alternative for men who are on the fringes of society? Now, I personally, I don't agree with any of this horseshit about it dehumanizing women. And I'll tell you why. If Mm. we were concerned about dehumanizing women, there wouldn't be video games where you could blow the prostitute's head off. (laughs) Shows like The Bachelor, where you have 25 girls wearing prom dresses, sitting in some fake mansion, making out with one regular-ass dude who's got a (laughs) regular-ass job and a regular-ass face, would not exist. Mm. If we were so worried about dehumanizing women... I think it's bullshit. I think it comes down to money. Mm. Because nobody wants nobody wants to live in the neighborhood where there's a sex doll brothel. No one wants to pay $850,000 for a home and then around the corner there's a sex doll brothel that opens up. Everybody's worried about this becoming regular. Just like I'm sure I wasn't I was alive but I wasn't I wasn't really aware of it. I was probably uh. still like playing with my dolls. Think about the triple X video stores. Yeah. Remember those? Uh-huh. They were everywhere when I grew up. But I'm sure there was a time where people were like We can't have this in our neighborhood, the children. (laughs) But now they're everywhere, in every plaza, in every neighborhood. Mm. So I feel like the sex doll brothel is the new triple X video store because the internet pretty much took over that and there's no reason to have a store. Yeah. Now you can just sit on the bus like a creep and watch (laughs) your porn (laughs) up. While you sit next to someone Let's who's, not be judgmental how oh, people... Oh, fuck it. We're being judgmental. <laughs> I've been on that bus where I'm like, this bro really has his Pornhub out wow. on his Samsung phone right now. Yeah, Christ. That, that's, that's a little... That's a yeah, little so I'm curious. What do you... Because I always like to get the male perspective on these things. What do you think about this? Do you think it's a bad idea, a good idea? Are we being too judgmental? I No, just as, uh, you know, in my in my years, I've come to realize that it's, it's really a spectrum. It's not all good and it's not all bad Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you i'll tell you from one perspective i think that there is a value in having like you know your 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 women are safer because i mean there's probably still going to exist like prostitution obviously it's not it's not going anywhere uh but at least there's a safer option for like you said those men that are the fringes of society we don't think about them we talk about we never talk about them and uh if you you if you can afford to pay to go have sex with an animatronic doll, you know? I I think, but I do think that it's not, I think it kind of will start to reinforce or like distort people's reality, especially when you're talking about people on the fringes of society. Because I mean, this is not, like you said, this is not a blow up doll. This is not something where you can, like there's a there's a drastic difference between the doll and reality. Oh, the yeah, aim no. of these dolls is to make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. So how do we know, I mean, we've seen what, uh, having uh, the power of all the knowledge, uh, a body of knowledge in human history in the mm-hmm. palm of our hand. We've seen how social media has adjusted our behavior and the way we interact with each other. True. Who's to say that this is not going to also kind of 
alter their reality. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm no like psychologist. But how's or it any different from all of a sudden all these men watching porn and, and every heterosexual woman who's listening knows what I'm talking about? You can always tell when you're having sex with a guy who watches too much porn. <laughs> it's a lot of like, yeah, you like that, don't you? You like that? You're such a bad girl, and you're lying there going, what? In the, are you talking about who's he referring to where's the foreplay in this sex so I think we already gone down that road of uh-huh. like the distorted version of like how we're supposed to interact with each other I don't you know I honestly I haven't really given much thought about it mm-hmm. other than I realize when it comes to things that are a little bit more subversive as when it comes to sexuality mm-hmm. you know what people we, we don't really want to know what goes on in True. people's bedrooms like you said well, like, we I don't do. know I do well I mean I do too we're, we're Scorpios but that's besides <laughs> the point that's not what I'm getting don't at here I mean, business it, out there it, but yeah I'm it, curious it, in general mm-hmm. you know like in conservative Canada like you see fo- what Ford's doing with the with the, the yeah, sex they want to repeal the like, sex education. They're like you know they're already like okay okay we know gay people exist but we don't want to we don't want to see them we so want to talk true. about them so right true. so it's like you know we we don't really we're we're very conservative when it comes to sex so I understand what the pushback is but in reality it's the cat's it's, out the bag it's going to happen it's happening it's. It, don't they, is there one already in existence? I know they were talking well, about it, but they, I... Was, they tried to pop up one in Toronto, and, like, and, and pe- like, it hit the news, and people lost their Because it was in a nice area, too. It wasn't and like... And that's why I said it does... Right. I don't think it's about dehumanizing women. I think it comes down to dollars and cents. People mm. are like... Because once you open a business, if it's legal, mm. that means you can open up that business anywhere. In right. a fancy neighborhood, at the bottom of someone's condo, around the corner next to a school, mm. there are no rules. And everybody's like, uh, uh, we don't want that. Mm. And it really comes down to dollars and cents. I don't mm. think anybody's concerned about dehumanizing women but i'm just i think about i, I think know, women i think women are concerned about it dehumanizing women. i think women are scared i think the people who feel that way are scared that it's like maybe this will replace us and now we're gonna like we're already having a hard time finding men i wrote a book about it like <laughs> single girl problems now they have robots so now this girl doesn't even talk back now mm. she's programmed to like when he and gets home and that's what hello honey how was your day you look gorgeous so now we feel that but it's like yes but can I don't I, think the guy who wants a real girl doesn't want a sex robot. He still wants a real woman. I, can't, I well, I mean, number one, when we say people are in the community are pushing back, can we say can we Let's hypothesize that it's yes. mostly women? Can we hypothesize that? Would you be comfortable making jumping no, to that conclusion? Only you think because it, I've seen government, I've seen male government officials who are pushing back on sex education. So I think it's conservative people who are very religious. I think those are the ones where you're getting the biggest pushback. I don't mm. think it's necessarily just women. Mm. I think you're going to get a very conservative people who have ideas that you know. I think these are the same people who believe that um, the only right sex is heterosexual sex mm. and that little boys shouldn't play with dolls. Like I think those are the people who are going to be the most vocal and who will take the time to go out and mm. pick it. And those are the people who are most concerned about their property value. Mm. Okay. That's who I think. That's who, I, that's who I'm judging right now. Mm. That's who I think has the biggest I, problem. I think, and you know, listen, as I sit here trying to like, I wrestle with a lot of these issues, especially between men and women, and I don't say this to, as a, as something that I believe, but just in terms of my experience of it, it's mm-hmm. like you're talking about that government official who was pushing back on the sex ed yep. curriculum. That means he's answering, obviously, to pressures from his constituents. And those constituents are who? Conservative, and religious conser- people. And they're conservative. And as they say, typically, the who drives the decisions when it comes to education and when it yep. comes to extracurricular activities 
typically, I'm not saying that is that is should be that way, but typically it's it's usually coming from the mother when it comes to those kind of things. Not to say that that there aren't conservative dads who agree, because yeah. I mean you see them out there. We're gonna too. agree to disagree. I don't think it's necessarily women, but you're mm. right. Maybe there are more women who will have. I think maybe there are more women who will have the guts to say something about it because mm. I think you're right. Maybe because let's be real, there, these sex doll brothels. There are no. I bet you there's not one male doll in that <laughs> whole brothel because you yeah, know that's not. Maybe. Come on, that's not us. That's the reason. Why the strip clubs are always predominantly towards men, but it wouldn't like, be necessarily for men. I mean, for women, it would be for for men who want to have sex with men. Then you're maybe right, they're... but let's be real. It's y'all, y'all. With oh the... yeah, no, yeah, it's absolutely. Y'all. Yes, like, yes, one hundred percent. Usually, never us when it comes to this stuff. So per, per, uh, you're right. No, so maybe a lot of the pushback is coming from women, but I yeah. think it's very conservative. I mean, it, just even in terms of the fact that it, like you said, it is men wanting to have sex with these female sex dolls. Yeah. So obviously, it affects you psychologically more mm-hmm. than it does, like. Because it, it contributes to the objectification of women. Because yeah. you know, you, you know, that prevailing male attitude of like, you know, it's it's just like the double standard of if you have if you're a guy and you you have enough sex with enough gal, you're a stud, you're a man, you're a gallus. Yep. And if you're a woman who does that, you're a slut. You know, all of those all of those uh, tropes play yep. into how we perceive it. So I, that's why I'm thinking that it's probably more so if you were to. If you were to have like a, a, a closed door men meeting, yeah. I guarantee you they don't give a shit. The locker room talk would be like, <laughs> "Yo, fam, I, I might on the lowest. Like, I might even go check it myself. I want to like, see you, you, just out of straight curiosity. And and you know that's just knowing my male friends and yeah. how we interact with each other. I just I just think it was it naturally we'd be more pushback. Yeah, from you know, I, again, I, it all comes from fear. Whenever there's pushback, there's always fear. Oh, yeah, And I watched course. a documentary um, years, years ago about Japanese sex, Japanese sex culture, mm. where they are always, I feel like in, Jap- in Japan, they're always decades ahead of us on 100%. what's going to eventually happen That's why they're here. so, like, people go there and they say it's so, their people it's are like so kind space. there. Yeah. yeah, and it's like they feel like they're in outer space because yeah. things are so different. But yeah. in this documentary, there were, they, they investigated this uh, new trend of sex dolls, sex mm. robot dolls. And these guys were on top of it. And they had all these men who were, you know, Japanese culture, it's, it's different. So they had issues with, like, interacting with women. Mm. So they had this one guy who they, who they followed around and he had ordered something like 10 of these dolls. And he had them in a closet and he had them, like, he bought clothes for them he put them to bed he had them laid out he had everything and he would talk to them and he had them in different places and depending on his mood he had different girls and I remember at the time just sitting there going wow and then because it was such a huge business in Japan some of these men got comfortable enough to start bringing these women out in public so it wasn't (laughs) uncommon to see a man sitting in a park next to his sex robot doll Wow. They weren't as advanced now with the talking and the responding to touch, but they still were. How very, did they carry them around? Like they just let they. They would sometimes they push them in wheelchairs. Sometimes they would carry because these girls are heavy. Like they're made. I, that's what I'm saying. They're I made to like feel like a real woman. But yeah, they were carrying them around and wow. bringing them in wheelchairs and bringing them out in public. And I think that's also the fear that if we say okay to this, are we going to then turn around and be at a family restaurant and turn out and see some <laughs> dude, you know, feeding a doll? And it's like okay, we've gone too far. Have we? Have we? And I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going <laughs> to pull any punches. I don't. If this is helping some young Down syndrome young man have a place to have an outlet for his sexual drive, mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. Mm. But um, do I want to go to a nice restaurant on a Friday night and see you sitting next to that doll talking to her? Would you judge? Would, no. would you judge me? Would you judge? Oh, me? Hell, you know. <laughs> You know from the I would, time... I would judge myself. If I'm, if I'm on a flight and I see you coming on with this doll, <laughs> I'd be thinking to myself, I'd be praying, please, 
I don't care where you. He could be sitting on the on the wing. Do not put that dude next to me. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's a part of me that's fine with it. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, but I, I don't want to have to deal with it. But I, yeah. you know, you that's can't like have most, it both ways. Once like the door is open, yeah. the door is open. That's right. That's the, and that's the problem with us in general. It's like there's a there's definitely like. It's everything is a slippery slope. We we agree with things that support our like preconceived notions True. until it goes too until it goes too far for us, and then it's like wow. Until, and, until homeboy brings her to your house <laughs> <laughs> and tells you to bring two glasses of wine, wow. and you'd be like, oh hell no. Oh, then it's man. a problem. Mm. Um, by the way, just a little some like I always like to throw some facts for people. Online porn is mm. up two hundred and seventy five percent. Oh yeah, of course. So think I think again uh, mm-hmm. that's all comes down to the fear of like okay so if we let these these sex robots in then what are we talking about right mm-hmm. um, and the porn industry is a thirty billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and virtual sex is already well it's already here everybody already knows that that's yeah. the fact everybody already knows that it's so crazy how it's such a it's it's such a successful industry but like porn is so available for free online like i didn't even know where they is it how like, they generate money yeah. i don't know do they have ads in between you know when you're watching a youtube video and all of a sudden an ad pops up is that what <laughs> happens while you're watching I a video know. i think people subscribe does hyundai come up with an ad about their new suv <laughs> while you're midway through a snm video i don't know you're right i don't know how they make money i don't know i know because before you'd have to buy the videos you'd have to do all subscribe right but now yeah. you're right i don't know maybe some people subscribe they have listen to, yeah. you know what if somebody out there has the answer to that please let us know i want to know how the porn industry especially because you're right it's all free how are they making money yeah. because if you have who like if you're still charging people to watch your porn i'd be like no one's gonna do that i can just <laughs> type in britney spears and sailing and the porn <laughs> pops up <laughs> i don't need to do that wow. um but yeah okay so now we're done with that we put your sex doll to bed let's move on to something oh i can't wait to talk about this mm. Dating while famous. <laughs> oh, now he won't say it, so I will because he's very humble and he's sweet and all that jazz. Oh, Ugh, so disgusting. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> Solitaire has been in the rap game for two decades and has performed with some of the biggest names in the hip hop industry, including Cardinal Official. And he's perfor- he's produced music for people like Lil Wayne, Busta Rhymes, DJ Khaled, Trey Songs. You know. A few people. A few people. A few yeah. like whatever household names. If it's on, knows if, but it's not. If it's not on Instagram, it was. It didn't happen. So. I know, but you're, that's the thing. You're so humble that you're not that guy. That's why I'm like, I gotta let people know who the hell I'm talking to and why you're here. Mm. So you are, uh, as kids say, kind of a big deal. Kind of. Like you're kind of a big deal. Like, can I get your <laughs> autograph? You're amazing. Um, so first of all, I want to talk to you because of your attitude towards celebrity culture. How do you feel about celebrity culture? First of all, I I hate it. You hate I, it. I, grown, a, hate's a strong word. I, I know. I know. And I've decided to hate it because of what it's become. It was a little bit more innocent before the age of social media mm-hmm. where you kind of like idolized these stars, which you didn't you didn't really know too much about. Yeah. It was kind of you you fell in love with the ideal. Yeah. And I mean, even when you were, you know, as controversial as Bill Cosby is now, looking back on it back then when we had the innocence of just watching TV and so only true. knowing, you know, I, I make the, uh, the, the differentiation. I... I now realize I love and respected Cliff Huxtable. And I, I like Bill Cosby, too. Like, he was definitely positive for the yeah. for black people or whatever at the time. But you recognize now that... It was know, a character. It was a character. So it's like... But now, with you have these... Everybody is 
living their lives online and like you know putting their living their best life and these yeah. celebrities and the way that they're there's a lot of projecting of this lifestyle without the accountability yeah walking on jets and swirling your 26 inch weave and telling people this is how you live that kind of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. and it and it's become more a matter of look at what i can do that you cannot this is what makes me special and people you know even when i work with artists initially and have consults with them uh, key flags. If anybody comes up to me and says, "Yo, man, I just want to be heard. I just want to be a celebrity," I immediately lose interest because mm. you can go on YouTube and become a celebrity tomorrow. And doing, you don't have any talent. Do, and barely any talent. Ask you, a ask a Jenner or a Kardashian; uh, they'll tell you you don't need it. What was that? What was that? That that that, that guy who got turned into a. It turned into a song. The guy who was uh, they robbing people out here. Oh, what was it called again? Oh man, I'm forgetting it. The song. Anyway, it was one of those viral videos with some guy from the projects, and he was talking about how somebody broke in and robbed. I know who you're talking you know about. What I'm talking yes, about. and then he, and then, yes, and then he was like doing club dates. Right. He was like they raping and killing the people out yeah, here, yeah, and exactly. then they did, and, and then they made did a, a song. Meme. They did a meme out of him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then he became a celebrity. Yeah. So becoming a celebrity, like, what does that really mean? What do you, what does that mean about? It doesn't mean what it meant when we were growing up. A yeah. celebrity was somebody who had, you could pinpoint what their talent or their skill was. Right. This person was an actor. This person was a singer who wrote their own music. This person, and they really, at their concerts, sang at their concerts. Right. They weren't just a person who was being yeah, called something. It's, it's like the, the emphasis is not on the art anymore. It's about the, the profile. It's about how many likes you have, yes. how many followers you have. Yeah. And if you don't have that blue verification check, like people ain't checking for you. It's I like, know. are you not official? You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's classism in the social in the social media and in age. a way that if the internet went away a lot of people who are considered themselves like celebrities it, like no no you are this, if <laughs> the internet goes away you go away exactly you are reduced down to nothing which is uh, somebody I saw somebody um, they described this new celebrity as a bunch of famous nobodies and I'm like <laughs> we right. do have a bunch of famous nobodies 100% and what the, I, you know what I have a blue check I don't know how the hell I got it but oh. I have a lot of people like you got a blue check and I'm like first of all how do you know that why yeah. are you like looking for that <laughs> and people are so like they th- I'm like, right. I don't know how I got it, but like, why does that matter? Status. I still got it. My bank still wants my mortgage. That on means the that. First. That means you <laughs> are actually who you say you are. You're an influencer. Like you are somebody who is, you know, impacting the culture in some sort of way, and it well, kind of differentiates those people from the regular. The ass next people time I'm no digging at the bottom of my purse for three dollars <laughs> and twenty five cents to get on the subway, I will think about that. There you go. <laughs> I'll special. At least I, I have am. a blue check. I, I bet nobody on this train when has I a blue check mark. I get on that subway train in this rush hour, I'll be so like, what? you know, I got a blue check. You should walk around it with on your phone and show uh, people just to uh, let you know. Uh, I mean, uh, I know I'm on the train, but, but I'm also verified on Instagram. I've checked, bitch. Uh, there you go. Recognize. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So the number one thing I think uh, when I see somebody, say like a Cardi B is a great example, where uh, they go, they've been working on their craft, but one in one year they go from somebody who nobody knows yeah. to somebody who everybody is talking I, about and I they're everywhere. That. I love that. Which is great because, you know, she's been working really hard for That's that. Right. But then I always, I know it sounds weird, but I worry about that person when they hit that kind of fame and they're still single. Because I think to myself, woof, it's great that you finally are recognized for your hard work, but I know there's life balance. So I know you're going to want a family, a a spouse, Mm. children. But now it's going to be much harder for you mm. to find that person because now you got to sift through the garbage to find out if that person likes you mm. or if they like Cardi B mm. or whatever your famous name is. Mm. So do you think it's possible? And I know there's some examples like Matt Damon and Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. But do you think it's possible for a celebrity to date a regular person? Yeah. How? Be a, re- be a real person. 
I know, but you, you're, here's the deal. When we walk in the room mm-hmm. and you're a famous person, everybody knows who you are. Yeah, that's fine. Right? So then, as a regular person, you don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. So how do you trust that I like you? Because you didn't get to walk in the room and just be you. Yeah. You walked in the room, and if everybody knows who you are, you're more than just you. But see, there's, there's in the a thing superficial is, way. I'll, and I'll tell you, there's there's people who, uh, you know, because obviously I've been around a lot of celebrities and rich people, and there's yes, definitely hoping you dish on those. There's definitely no. no, 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 no <laughs> I, I don't get that involved enough to dish. I, I can tell you like secondhand stories, but yeah. but I mean, you know, you can you can. I was always able to to sense who is being genuine mm. and who is becoming this person that everybody is supposed to see. Mm. And the genuine people, they will they will walk around and they'll be, you know, it's they'll respond to people obviously they'll, they'll have that energy people we draw yeah. to them and how they interact is really how you how you def- you, you interact with them. Like you yeah. see them for who they are. And I think that when I say be real, like let's go like I'll be like when I was dating when I was younger I'm like, yo, let's let's go to the library, and I see what her re- response would be. Ah, uh, cause oh yeah, for sure, cause the gold digger's like library. I thought you were gonna take right. me to the party. You know what I mean? Like carpet. Cause there's certain ex- if real people will have realistic expectations, and mm. if your if your expectation as a woman or a man who's approaching to date a celebrity is mm. you want the lifestyle and you want the yeah. attention, yeah. that will immediately become evident for somebody like me, cause I know how to filter that stuff out. Okay, because I I am very. I've always been very happy with the simple things in life. I've experienced the extravagant. Yeah. I've experienced the entire spectrum. You, you've not bought into the bullshit. And I'm very grounded in terms of the things that I want to do out of my life. I, I don't really care about money, per se. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I care what money can get me, which is time to travel and do the things yeah. that, I, that I'm yeah. passionate about. But you're about. not like crazy money hungry where you're like t- using that. What is that thing where they use that stack of money to act like it's a phone? Right. Like, you the, the fun, what are money, bullshit. phone, challenge, whatever. But that's what I'm saying. It's like... I uh, I'm at the point if when a 20 year old me if I got a million dollars I would buy a Bugatti and all the all the trappings. 40 year old me. Sorry not to interrupt you not to be a fusspot but if you need a Bugatti you need more than a million dollars. But that's the ignorant 20 year old. That's what I'm saying. I was like oh honey you need a lot more money than that. <laughs> that's Bugatti the ignorant 20 year old. The 40 year old is going to say listen I'm going to buy a nice me, Honda I'm gonna, well, I mean I'm going to get I'll get a Tesla. Okay you know, fine okay. that's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> if I'm going to drive a Bugatti I'm going to rent it I'm going to go to the track. Because I want to drive it. I yeah. don't want to, like, Own floss it. in it. Yeah. Because where, where are you going with you that? Until you see Drake driving his Bugatti from time to time. He, he's driving it down the no, street. No, because I'm too busy counting change on the subway. <laughs> well, I don't ever see Drake driving a Bugatti. I'm not in that realm. But, yeah. So All just, I got is a blue check. You understand? So, right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, that being said, there's definitely ways to discern between somebody who's interested in the celebrity and who's interested in the person. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I love that, like, I love your perspective, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I always keep it real on this uh, podcast. Of course. So I, I got it. I expect no If looks. I were famous, I would never touch a regular person again in life. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have to. You don't have to. That's the thing. You have the I option. I would never, and I'm going to tell you why. If, if you weren't riding with me, if I didn't know you pre-fame. Yeah. And even those people, you got to watch because people get real different with you when you start to get a little bit of like shine. People no, start treating you like they start telling you that you're different, but you're like, no, 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 you're different. Right. Um, but if I were famous, like real, like a, a, you know, I need security wherever I go. Mm. Oh, the regular <laughs> dating, the regular <laughs> folks could eat my shit. I'm not touching them. But what I, is reg? What is regular? Regular is you know regular. Nobody knows who you are. Is it, is it about- you can walk through the airport with no problem. So regular. is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Just like status, like that, or is it money? Like Mo- it's a whole kit and caboodle. Okay, Here's the deal: you may not have, you may not be famous, but <laughs> suppose you 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 have to have either as much bank as I do, or you have to like, or you have to be in that same world. And I'll tell you why: because when I was in my twenties, 
I was also hanging out with the girls who were clawing their way to get backstage at concerts where you were performing. And I watched those heifers. And the behavior that they had and the things that they did and the way that they perfected this performance of, I'm not here for your fame. I like you. (laughs) And I've seen it with my own two eyes, and that's why I would never trust it. And someone gave me some advice, and I hope I say this the right way. They said, never mess with somebody who has uh, less to lose than you do. Uh-huh. And in this celebrity crazy time that we're in where everybody wants to be just being the girlfriend of a celebrity can get you a career. Yep. Amber Rose, right. Carucci, girls that were working retail or stripping before they dated famous men. Uh-huh. These people are looking to use your back to launch themselves into whatever. Mm. And now with all of these, how many of these reality shows, mm. none of these women are actually the wives or anything, but it's mm. the basketball basketball wives and yeah. these wives and the real housewives. Not a wife in sight, by the way. <laughs> but all of these shows... This is because that's the new avenue for them to use like, oh, you need me on the show because I'm married to such and such. And then it's the tell-all books because everybody's a New York Times bestseller based on the fact that they fucked you five times and they're going to spill all your beans about the fact that you like a thumb up your ass or whatever it is that you like. There's a podcast. uh, Actually, we're not going to advertise no other podcast. Right? But you No, but there's a I'm sure there's a podcast for it where they talk about like it's this new, it's okay. Superhead came out with that book doing the tell-all years ago Mm -hmm. and she opened the floodgates for like, oh, no longer are you a side piece and some gold digger quietly. No, no, no. Now mm. you turn this into a career, sister. Now you mm. can have your own name. Now you can have your own Bugatti based <laughs> off the fact that you just slept with this person. And that's the reason why if I get famous, everybody could kiss my ass. If <laughs> <laughs> you... And I'm not. You are already famous, by the no, way. No, I'm not famous. Trust me. Trust me. When I'm listen again. When I'm scrounging for change. When I'm scrounging for change to get on the subway. Ain't nobody saying shit to me. No one knows. Just who get I am. yourself a presto card. And I'm stop just saying it. I wouldn't because I don't trust it. I think there are too many people who, and I feel bad for men. So basically, what you're saying is, once you become a celebrity, you've given up on like real relationships. Everything. I, will I think you can have a real relationship, but I think you've got to. You really do have to be smarter about it and just start to fraternize with people who are on your level who a understand your schedule because remember the regular the regular girl that you would date right you're mm. famous and you're on tour you know that life right mm. the regular girl who goes to work nine to five and works at a bank or she works at a store she's gonna have the first issue she never sees you where are you i mm. never see you why because she doesn't understand that your work is not a nine to five work your work happens at 2 a.m when you get the call we're doing this and things change like this she yeah. doesn't understand that so that's the first issue second of all she She's also going to have issues when she sees when she does come to your workplace and she sees all the girls screaming your name and they want you to sign their tits. And you know what you do? You sign her tits. I know you do. I can see you can't even look at me. You, I know you signed some titties I've in your day. I've signed some titties in my day. That's what I'm saying. So the regular girl's going to be like, what is happening? Now she's upset. Now you got to explain to her. And now what? It's an issue. And then if she's not a good person, now you're going to wonder if she's going to turn around and make a baby for you so she could turn around and ask for $25,000 a month. Like, you think that changes among celebrities? Here's the deal. But I, here's the deal. If you, like, look, okay, here's the difference. I'll give you an example. Mel B married that Belafonte guy. He was a complete fraud and a regular guy. She is now paying him something crazy like $50,000 a month in spousal support, a grown hardback man who can still work because he knew what he was doing. He saw her coming with her, her Spice Girl money, and now they're divorced, and he wants child support. She has to pay his cell phone bill. He wants to claim a child that's not even biologically his so he can get more money for child support. Mm. And now look at Brad and Angelina. 
two famous people who got married. They have issues, but the issue is not money. Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony, they were married. They had twins. They may, I'm sure they're fine now, but if they ever had an issue, it was never about money. Because you know what? Money and fame is something they're like, oh, no, no, you can't come at me. I know you're not going on a reality show because you don't want it and I don't want it. We don't need that garbage. But anytime they start, they, oh, you got to have people starting to sign like legal documents that they can't do this. And then do you want to start a relationship like that? No. So then you go back to my original advice. Fuck the regular people. <laughs> Only start messing around with famous people. But yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. So that's my. <laughs> tell, tell me how you really feel, Andrea. <laughs> but you know, and then. Okay. So now let's get into the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to equate anybody to a Harvey Weinstein and a Bill Cosby because that's not what we're talking about. Those people were predators and they used their power to um, to rape and to drug women, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Um, no, not in the case of Bill Cosby. Right, anymore. I know. Now I know. Now it's for sure. Right. Uh, but you know, there are other people like uh, the frontman of what's the name of that band again? Oh my God, Headley frontman yeah. Jacob Hogard, where yeah. he met a girl online on Tinder. They went on a date, and at the end of the day, he thought the date went one way, and she felt obviously very different. She felt like she was raped, and now. Because he's famous, this is still a, like, I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong, it's but not, because it's, it's, he's famous, mm. this is hurting him more than this is hurting her. We don't know, I don't know this girl's name, I don't know what, she, I don't know her face, but I'm calling, she's a regular person. I disagree by saying it's hurting him more than her. They're just hurting in different ways. True. True. I wouldn't say his is his is just more visible because he's a celebrity. But I'm sure like her name is, you know, just like any other woman that comes forward with the allegation. It's like they're getting ripped to shreds out there. And sure. it's not and it's not like back in the day where it's like you had to read a newspaper about it. It's like you've become a meme. You've become a story and you've become fodder for everybody and anybody who has an opinion about yeah. sexual assault victims. So. That's true. And as soon as somebody Googles your band, that's the first thing that's going to pop right. up. And right. I don't mean to be insensitive to say it hurts um, him more than her. I'm just saying there's a band now mm. that they're not working. Mm. There are sponsorships, there are events. Even if he's his name is cleared, mm. I think there's a, the but public opinion will always kind of question and look at him like, well, I don't know about yeah, that. Just like John Gomeshi, same thing. Oh. Right? But I mean, the thing is... No, isn't with it? What's the name? Hogard. What's yeah, name? Jacob Hogard. Jacob. It's it's not just one accusation. Like I think it grew to be even more than just one girl. I think a few more girls came forward. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, here's the. I don't know if there. I know that I know about the main girl, and mm. I know her story. If there are other women, I'm I'm not sure about that. But Let, I think. Well, my, I guess my question is: Does the Me Too movement and what's going on? Because let's be real, we're talking about the rock and roll business. Mm. We're talking about celebrity. We're talking about musicians who have a long history. I'm surprised more music, like know, musicians like, haven't come been on. out. Like, like I've that. read some biographies about some rock stars that is like, oh my Obscene, goodness, uh, yeah. the stuff that was going on from the executives to the artists themselves. You know, there's one woman who wrote a book. She worked at RCA and she was an assistant. Mm. Just the first chapter alone, I broke out into a cold sweat for this woman. I'm like, mm. what was? You're being asked, you know, the way that you're being talked to, the way you're being treated. So I know that that has, because of Me Too, it's swung the other way. But I'm wondering, I know a lot of men have expressed a lot of concern. They don't know, they feel nervous about, you know, dating and interacting with women. And I'm just wondering when you're famous, if there's not an extra layer of like, this can really like, this can really affect me. 
You know, there's been some comedians. Uh, there's an Indian comedian whose name, of course, is escaping me right now. But he went on a date with a girl, and she she told a story to um, to a blog about the date, and he didn't take her non her her nonverbal cues about her not being comfortable. Meanwhile, he thought it was consensual sex, and all of these things where it's like it's playing out in the public hmm. instead of playing out like, oh, I didn't know that you felt this way. It's she went to the public to talk about the situation. Hmm. So I'm wondering if you think this is going to affect. Um, you know, guys like you who are on the road, who are musicians, who, you know, this is part of the world. No. Well, I think anybody, there's been so many memes about it. And I, and I would say, not even necessarily to brag, because to be quite honest, like mm-hmm. when I think about all my travels, mm-hmm. um, it's been so vast. We've gone so many places. Is there a chance that I may have, like, been inappropriate I don't even I, I'm questioning myself yeah. I still vouch for 100% for myself I'm yeah, pretty confident but at the same time you, don't you know, know you don't know what people's interpretations are at the time and that's mm-hmm. fine but I think that um, for me I, I laugh when I hear men talk about how uncomfortable oh I don't know how to talk to women I'm like, really? You, you do know how to talk to him. Yeah. You you just want to be comfortable doing the acting the way you've been acting without any accountability or repercussions. Yeah. That's the only thing that's changed. You know how to treat people. You know how to treat your friends, right? You know how to treat human beings. Mm-hmm. There's a meme that went around that I think it was like, if you ever want to figure out how to talk to a woman appropriately in the workplace... I think it's called the rock challenge. Mm. It's like pretend like whatever you're about to say, pretend like you're about to say it to the rock. It's really simple <laughs> to be civil. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like in other words, like you have to recognize as men, I've been attracted to women my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love being around women. I love looking. I love the shape. But yeah. at the same time, I understand how to treat somebody with respect, especially if I'm working with them. Yeah. I, you know, like in the studio or otherwise. Like yeah. any any female artist that I've worked with will 100% vouch for me. Yeah. That you know, it's it's all professional. I vouch for you, you too. Know? I've known you for a long time. So it, it is what it is. I think. Uh, for for change to happen, people have to be uncomfortable, and now it's men's time to be uncomfortable oh. and, and start reflecting on what exactly it means to interact with women, attractive women, and that this behavior is no longer this frat boy like behavior. It's right. a rap. And no I more. mean, I I think is you. I know when it's appropriate to even in the workplace to mm-hmm. compliment a woman in a way where it's not creepy or you know what I mean like it's a time and a place and if it's even necessary mm. or, or relevant to the conversation or you're having the at the time even the days of you using your workplace regardless of what your workplace is right. as your dating pool right. to well, wrap on that garbage there you go especially like, if you're in a position of power yeah you know there's a certain level of maturity and understanding you have to come to and some people are there some people are working their way there, and some people are, we'll you, know, are you know, dragging their feet in the mud because they don't want to go there. You know we should drop them off? Where? At the sex robot brothel. Oh, there Boom. you go. Line up. Do that stuff to Becky. Give them some coupons. Becky in room four. She's all, she's <laughs> with all the, programmed. With the, with the good and, hair? And, reg- and ready to go. <laughs> all right, so... I want to, you didn't dish. I was, I know you were, you're too much of a gentleman because I was like, I wonder if you'll but dish. Di- I wonder if you'll give me some Dish story. on what? Okay, what, wait. What? There was you one ask story. Me a question. I heard there was one story. And it's not a bad story, so everybody <laughs> calm down. I heard there was one story that you were leaving a venue and there was a fan who, of course, was in a frenzy. Oh, she boy. Wanted, she wanted a taste. She wanted to see what it's all about. <laughs> I'm trying to think of right? one of the millions of I times know, I'm, that like, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no. I mean, there are lots of times. And you were leaving the venue and you were getting into your vehicle in your limo. Uh, I imagine it was a limo. <laughs> um, and she wouldn't let go of your hand. And I heard that she, like, 
dug her nail into your hand to hold on to you and that you have like some kind of scar on your hand from her like not wanting to let you go what is that see this is what happens when you read the internet no no there's no woman who held on to you tight and she didn't want to let you go as you were trying to get in the car telling you you had to go I mean that. I mean not to like nothing that left a scar. Like I think, but I, she did do that. I would, yeah. That, I mean that's happened a few times. You know, overly aggressive. Here's the deal. Okay, let's get down to the juice. Let's get down to the juice. Okay, when you're okay, you come off the stage. You're, you're hot, sweaty. You're feeling good. The audience yeah. was like really into your performance. You're like that was a good set. Yeah. And then you're, you know, I know that feeling. You come off stage and you're like, why do we? Let's do something. Yeah. Right. You want to <laughs> jump off a plane? Like jump out of a plane. Now, when you, there's always, and I've been an entertainment reporter. I also covered sports. So uh. I know about the girls in the back. <laughs> all right, all right. So don't pull none of that BS I'm, with me. I okay. seen them, girls. I seen them. Okay. And okay. a few times people thought I was, I was like, oh, no, I have a microphone, honey. Relax yourself. I came to do work. When you see those women, because they always are very young and attractive. Yes. Not always, but for the, the ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Talk about the temptation of in taking one of those women to, for entertainment after a show. Because your testosterone levels are off the chart. Yeah. She's excited to see you. Yeah. You know what that situation's about. This is not your wife. She's not <laughs> trying to marry you. She wants to have a good time. Yeah. How do you handle that situation? Or how does, in, not you specifically, how in general is that situation handled? Oh, it's thrilling. It's thrilling mm-hmm. to be sought after mm-hmm. and to have your pick of whoever you want to, you know, have fun with that mm-hmm. night. Uh, so the temptation is huge. And again, I think it's a it's really an individual choice because to be to be perfectly honest, I was never and all my all my friends will tell you, I was never the the playboy. Mm. I was always you would always find me interacting with somebody specific, uh, even if it was short term or long term. It yeah. was usually like one at a time. And it was you more the type than of guy who looks for like good a woman with good energy. Yeah. Oh no, a hundred percent. Because the thing is, I'm I'm more than just a physical person, yeah. right? I'm not just like there is definitely the phys- there. I mean, there's a huge. But she has to aspect fuck you up here. But it has to be like. Then I mean, not to say that there haven't been the airheads here and there, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like you know, they can't those all are, be gold stars. And I mean, you know, you're talking about you know alcohol and partying, yeah. and yeah. you know, there's that definitely the environment that contributes to that. And mm. it's you know, it is what it is. It's great. It's yeah. but for the most part. Uh, it's it's more it's more of a connection with the person, even if it's just one night. Like yeah. it has to be someone where you're like, oh, okay, you can you're actually hang decent. out. Yeah. We're actually hanging out. Yeah. So um, it was very specific for me, and I was I, I always tell people, yeah, I I've done it a lot on the road, but probably nowhere near as the number as, as people ec- would expect it to be. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. For me. Okay. Like, you know, you hear I hear crazy stories about these guys talking about, I mean, you know, obviously some people exaggerate, but like, you know, two, three girls a night on the road or like every for me, it's never been every night and it's never been more than one. I've never had any orgies. I've never been. Man, no, no, that's never really. That's Shoot. again, like that's Sorry, not folks. really. Yeah, I thought there was going to be at least one good orgy story. You no, guys are no, disappointed no, not playing. No, no. Now, do you think I'm curious, do you think when I see artists who are very popular and they're married? 
Mm. I always question. I don't mean to like, you know, paint every man with the same brush, but mm. I think it'd be really tough to be on the road, to be very famous, to have all these women coming at faithful. you all the time. And to your wife is at home holding down the fort, if you yeah. especially if you have children and your household and all that stuff, to be faithful when you have these women who are literally like I've seen them. They are mm. aggressive. Yeah. Sexually very aggressive. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to be monogamous? And be married and still have that lifestyle, that celebrity lifestyle, and and not get well. I shouldn't say not get tempted, but not cheat on your on your partner. Of course, of course. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It depends on the will of the person. It depends on the foundation of your relationship. Like, what mm-hmm. is it really based on? Is it based on superficiality, or are you? in a relationship with somebody where you can be in a cardboard box with some blankets or in a mansion you're still going to be and I, it sounds romantic don't yeah. get me wrong it sounds it's I and mean, it's not meant to be that i'm yeah. not saying like cuz nobody should settle for a relationship where you're not at least on a path to growing or becoming something. But don't you think, I, I, somebody told me this a long time ago, that a man is only as faithful as his options. And I'm not questioning the strength of the relationship that he has with his wife. I mm. think there's a reason why he married her. Mm. I don't question that at all. But I'm saying there is a reality if he is a celebrity and on the road where people are lined up waiting from 5 o'clock in the morning <laughs> just to meet this person. Yeah. And there are going to be some girls with their tits out who are like, blink, 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 you know, I'll go back in the limo and do whatever you want me to do. And that's yeah. a lot of pressure for anybody. And I know yeah. as a woman... I'm not interested in that because I kind I don't know what alternate universe it would have yeah. to be where if I was famous, a man lining up going, I'm waiting for you to suck my dick, Andrea, and me going, Oh my god, I can't wait. Like that doesn't I'm, exist. I'm not saying the temp I'm not saying that the temptation isn't can't be overwhelming sometimes mm. and some men will you know, will make a mistake. We all make mistakes. What we're, happens we're on the perfect, road? Stays on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we all we're imperfect creatures. You know, and we should leave it at that. We are imperfect creatures, and yeah. I say, if you're famous, don't fuck around with regular people. And, Touché. And Touché. scene. And scene. <laughs> uh. Okay, so next up. Now, this one. Oh, gosh. I really want to talk about this. Um, talking about <laughs> the guilt of dating outside of your race. Yeah. I wanted to have this discussion because I have uh, had a number of conversations yeah. with black men specifically yeah. who have admitted to me that they feel, even though they are in love with their Caucasian wife or girlfriend, they've admitted to me, to my surprise, that there is a sense of guilt sometimes because they have chosen a, a, a spouse that is outside of their race. I can relate. And um, I don't know, it, some of them mention it's about their mom, their relationship with their mom, what their mm. mom expected, or, you know, their friends, because usually these guys who have this type of feeling, they are usually, you know, have a lot of black friends around them, the people that they hang out with. And mm. so this very Caucasian woman kind of stands outside, and especially if he is what people consider woke. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's a very socially conscious, pro-black. He listens to black music. He knows what's going on. He reads those books. He marks Garvey on his wall, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of guilt of him having this white wife. Mm-hmm. And you and I mm-hmm. have talked about that. Yeah, and I'm always really, especially in the 21st century, where interracial dating is, to me, it's like, are we still talking about this? Mm-hmm. Um, what is that guilt about? Like, why do you feel that way? <clears throat> um... For, I, I uh, you know, obviously, I'm not. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. Yeah. Um, it there's a lot that play into it. One of them being, I mean, I remember growing up 
in high school. I think uh, I might have went to the mall with, a, and this was like some girl I met. I was working at Canada's Wonderland for mm-hmm. reference, and we went to the mall. And this was around the time Jungle Fever came out. Remember Jungle Fever? Of course, I remember and that Steve, movie. And Stevie Wonder created the Jungle Fever anthem. I got Jungle Fever. <laughs> so you got Jungle Fever. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I think we were like in Foot Locker or something and mm-hmm. these group of black girls came around and they started singing this song and I was like oh, I think I think, I think I went home and I, I don't think I ever called that girl back after that day they were singing the song at you it was like a first date yeah yeah um. so I think for for me it stems from the fact that you you let you feel like you you let black women down so to speak by but I mean this and again this Sorry, is I want to laugh but I'm like okay No it is, I'm it's fun, like, it's funny because I'm I'm at a way different understanding of it now. I'm yeah. talking about when you're where, young it's when yeah. it, where it kind of comes from mm-hmm. but where I've evolved to now as a person you realize especially when I hear people who are not in relationships talk about how hard it is to find somebody to be in a relationship with. Yeah, when you talk to there are a lot of black women actually the statistics are crazy like 74% of edu- um college educated black women over the age of 30 are single. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Hi. it's it's and in just even in general, how people talk about how difficult it is to find somebody that you're compatible with. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about this relationship and your lifelong does partner and soulmate. always mean race? Like you can. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the construct, the racial construct mm-hmm. infinitely limits your options. Yeah. And I'm somebody that I've traveled around the world and I've met women and I've dated women from all races. Mm-hmm. Why when I say all races? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's a race that I'm missing here or there. We're not but gonna, for the, we're not going to dig into those point, files. Point point being, <laughs> point being, mm-hmm. I've come to you know just through my experience, and I think it was um, Trevor Noah who really kind of drove this point home for me. This idea of like uh, of racism and and these preconceived notions we have about the other, like other communities, whether it's you know black and white or mm-hmm. like you're gay and heterosexual yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. The the differences and the and the conflicts break down with proximity. Once you start being around these people and mm-hmm. you realize that you, overall you have the same, mostly the same fears, the same concerns. You want to be successful. You want to be able to work and provide for your family, take care of yourself. You want to be able to go on a trip every yep. now and again. You want to make sure that your your friends and family are safe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the concerns really become human concerns. So it's not now. I'm at a stage in my life where I am. I don't even necessarily say that I'm pro-black per se. I am proud to be black. Pro-black, you're black. I, I you, am you, black. You don't need to be pro. You know what I mean? But I mean, just in terms of like the, yeah. the narrative, and that's of course not to not to undermine or diminish the importance of pr- of promoting issues for black people because mm-hmm. shit is fucked up. We, I yeah. will curse on that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, as an understanding of of human beings and interacting with pretty much human beings of every race, gender, what have you, mm-hmm. you realize that I, I I realize that I'm proud to be black, but I'm pro-human. Yeah. Because there needs to be a more of a conversation. We have to, you know. I always, I always joke with uh, with people who are, I'm comfortable having a conversation with because mm. it's it's really way out there. But I'm like, yep. we're only going to realize that we're all the same once the aliens come and they start eating human beings, and it's like we all have to band together to fight the aliens. Yeah, and there's no one's color is going to matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's the deal. I'm because I've talked to black women about this. Uh, I've talked to everybody about this. Mm. But the one, the people with the strongest opinions, of course, are black women. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't yeah. like it. So this is I'm just. This I is, know a few women who right? are, who Including, on the low are shading me that they oh. think I don't know, but I know. Right. right. My, my own mother who who's made comments where I'll be like, please stop staring at that couple. She's like, <laughs> but she'll say some. She'll you know because she has her strong feelings about of it. Course, but she comes of from a different generation. Right. But one of the main arguments that um, that these women have is mm. that okay, if it's not about color, well then why is it black men always have a specific color that they date? Because mm. if black men were just in general, when we walk out, we see black guys and you see them with Indian South Asian like it doesn't matter mm. then it'd be different but you know famous people are easy to call out you look at the Quincy Jones you look at Lionel Richie you look at Michael Jackson you look at like a lot of these mm. you know very famous black men OJ Simpson mm. probably not a good example <laughs> um, I'm gonna take OJ off the list. Mm. but a lot of them mm. who are very and Maya Angelou can leave the women out of this mm-hmm. right um, that one shocked me. I had no idea that right? she... Right? Would... And you know why it shocked you? Because there is a perception in our head that it's like, you're so pro-black. Every mm-hmm. time we see you, you're doing something, right. you're like, I'm the first black person. I want to do all this stuff. And then when they come back and they see that all of your spouses are blonde and blue-eyed, uh, the black community is like, well, look at this. Like, right. there was even a... I don't know a lot of people know this, but Barack Obama, before he met Michelle, mm. and you know, everybody has very strong feelings about them because they were a fantastic uh, the couple. Greatest, the, the greatest. The greatest couple ever. Um, but he, before he met Michelle, Michelle um, proposed to a girlfriend and she was white mm-hmm. and he didn't propose to her once he proposed to her twice mm. now in all fairness she was half Japanese half Dutch but she, re- she regrets it now somewhere she's oh, kicking oh. herself <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> but then but oh. then we would have never had President Barack it would have been something completely different no he could have still been the president nah it would have been it would have changed the course of well, history well here's the deal we, who knows but uh, <laughs> according to this biography called Rising Star the Making of Barack Obama written by David Garrow mm. he said uh, he says uh, that Obama broke up with his his white girlfriend, Sheila Jagger, Sheila Mayoshi Jagger, because he knew that in order to become president one day, to be credibly black, he had to be married to a black woman. Hmm. And I'm like, I hear what you're saying that it really comes down to, especially as you grow up and you, you know, you've been through some bad dating experience that you realize it's not about color. You need to find someone that you love, who loves you, that you share, you know, the same morals, the same values with. But it's still we cannot shy away from it's about the optics. Hmm. Would Barack oh, yeah. Obama still have been beloved by the black community no. if his wife it, were he, a redhead with green eyes, like when freckles? Would we still feel the same? No, no, and that's what I mean. It would he, we would not have had President Barack Obama in the manifestation that that he came to us in. It mm. Would have been something completely different if he was even able to become president. Well, when I wonder, I know this is like such an idealistic question, but you know, will there ever be a day where you think black people will just be like whatever? Like Serena Williams married that guy, the Reddit founder yeah. uh, Alex Ohanian, Love it. and like the Love it. black Twitter went nuts. Yeah, and some it's people, ridiculous. Some people even like hashtag they called her a traitor. Yeah. Right? It's re- retarded. I mean, when, sorry, I can't say retarded. It's well, ridiculous. Well, Meghan Markle, when she when she married that um, that ginger snap um, Prince Harry, <laughs> the people in England really like their racism. And as far as black, as, as far as black, she, Meghan is like the, oh the as God, as close un- to white. As, as you black, can get. As a black person. I, I didn't even know she was black. Somebody until had to tell me, too. They're like, he's dating a black girl. I was like, where? Like, Megan Markle, I go, she's black? Right? But people were very, like, uh, race. People get very incensed. And some yeah. people are like, oh, their babies will be so cute. Which I'm always like, you know, all babies are cute, whether they're all white, there you mixed, go. I or mean, black. It's, it's let's all, get, yeah. let's, we have, that's another issue with, like, you yep. know, children being cute because they have hazel Colorism, eyes. that's and right. That nonsense, that oh, yeah. garbage. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm always fascinated. I have a friend who I grew up with uh, in grade school who he struggles with that his entire life. Mm. He is attracted to white women. He, mm. I've known this fool since we were playing kiss and tag. <laughs> and I joke with him. I go, I could have been running around that schoolyard. 
naked <laughs> with a hat that said, fuck me. And you would have ran past my ass because mm. he was always, that's where his attention was. Mm. But he has struggled his entire life with marrying the woman that he loves because he doesn't want to disappoint his mom because he knows his mom would like him to marry a girl that looks like me. And I'm mm. like, side note to his mother, I would never touch your son with a 10-foot pole, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, he got a whole heap of issues, but that's a whole different story. Obviously. <laughs> but and even I've dated outside of my race, and yeah. I and I know what you're talking about that yeah. optics and people. It was so weird to me that the first time it happened, I was taken aback. I was like, "What's happening?" Mm. Uh, the guy that I was dating, super nice. It was raining. He knows how black girls are with their hair, so he came to get me to walk <laughs> me to my car with an umbrella, which is so sweet. Uh. And we are on our way to my car, and he's you know prattling on about his dad. I don't know what he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I hear <laughs> so much. I pay attention, and I hear. Uh, a person yelling in the distance. We are walking past a gas station. I hear this person screaming and yelling. And so, you know, as a woman, I can do both. I'm Uh, nodding at him, uh, but my ears shut off at what he's saying, (laughs) and my ears perked up to, like, what's going on? That's a fantastic skill you have, by the way. Oh, I can hear any conversation. And what I picked up on was there was a black man pumping gas at the gas station we were walking by, Uh, and he was screaming specifically at me and calling me, hey, sister, you're telling me there's no brothers out there you could date. you got to be with this white boy. uh, And I don't know to this day if... If the white guy that I was dating, Ray, great guy, yeah. heard it. But I was like, like I wanted to, there was a part of me that wanted to stop and be like, and give that guy a piece of my mind and be like, yeah. let me tell you something about this wonderful person who came to get me in the rain because he knows that my perm can't handle it. <laughs> and how he's a wonderful boyfriend, but you're not concerned about that. You are here pumping your gas and you want to scream at me. Yeah. And then there's other white guys that I've dated where we're, you know, in the mall. And I remember no. this one black guy was walking towards us and he was giving me the look like he wanted to kill me. And I was yeah. like, Am I like? And then he looked at, and I was like, "Oh, you don't like the way this looks." Men have issues, man. And then, I, this is the type of person I am. When I get that kind of response, what I really want to do is grab that white boy by the ass and throw my <laughs> tongue down his throat and be like, "How you like me now?" You should, you should, because I feel that. like we're at a point where it's like, let people live and be and happy. Do what they want to do, but I do think that you know. It's really different when you have like the Maya Angelou's and people who are very pro-black and they have a white spouse. Hmm. I do feel how they could be like, "This is." Are they? Are my people still going to accept me? Do, can I be black and you know, and have a white wife and still be you know? Am mm. I black enough? Am I woke mm. enough? Mm-hmm. Um, and have you discussed this with your partner? Uh, a little bit because again, like this is this is my second interracial relationship, and the, the, with me, I I date. I like I said, I've dated. You date all, who you like. I, I've I've had black girlfriends, and I think for me. Another part of the perception that I don't like to be associated with is that very construct of the black man who doesn't like to date. Or I think Tay Diggs and a bunch of idiots have said yes. some dumb shit. You're right. Like, you know, I, I don't like black women need to learn how to act. Yeah, yeah, White women know how to treat men properly. Yeah. Can we to discuss treat that women. for a second? Why? And I and I said this. See that's a, and that's see that's, that's the fuckery that yeah. I don't want to be associated yeah. with because yeah. that's the perception. It's all about. How it looks. People don't want to dig deeper and find out. Oh no, this is this is a real relationship because she really holds me down just and we really have yeah. a connection that yeah. has nothing to do she with the color purple, of our skin. She could be Asian. She could right? be Muslim. It doesn't matter. It's just about yeah. the 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 history right. of 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 relationships between men and black women, uh, black women and white. White women and black men, yeah. and you know, like back going back to slavery, like all, yep. like you know what Emmett I mean. So Till. it's 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 so it's so nuanced by so many things that that to me was more of why I was averse to it than actual because you didn't want to be lumped person. in with the group. And you're right because there are those black men who I detest who 
Um, it, and I'm like, date who you want to date, but you do not have to turn around and start dragging down another group. And uh, again, a group that's like, you came from a black woman. Chances are, you have black women in your family. Chances you don't have are, to they turn were around. they were probably traumatized by black. Like usually, listen, the, we've if all you, been traumatized. I've been traumatized back, by black men, but I'm not going to turn around and start walking around going, you know, black men are all the worst. They're the this and they're the that. Some, some, but some do. Some do. And that's what I'm saying. Like there, it's it. The the narrative is already is always generated by the by the uh, the most ignorant, the stereotypical like of yeah, the most ignorant exactly. Yeah. So I th- think for me it was about not being associated with that. And mm-hmm. I like to me, and mm-hmm. I think about it and the love that I have for black women. Like I have, you know, I support. Uh, anytime I have an opportunity to provide, and, and again, like it's 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 a fine line because I, I'm not going to provide some uh, opportunity for somebody who's not qualified. Like yeah. Everybody who I work with, it to me, it's not about you know race per se, but mm-hmm. obviously I will do my best because I know the 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 how difficult it is for for you black women to advance. That represents everybody. You have yeah, a little bit I, everybody. and I love I love and support black women as much as I possibly can. You just won't touch us when it comes to the bedroom. That's oh, no. Okay. I, I, <laughs> do I have to lay <laughs> out my resume? <laughs> I'm messing with you. I just, I'm sorry. Come on. No, okay. No, I, I have it's to all, mess with you. No, no. Of course, of course. And I and I get it. Uh, I can, I'm trying to remember the name of this guy. There's a there's this. There's a black um, activist, activist, the and guy a, who was on the Breakfast Club. Who is that? The one who was saying is like it Bishop or what does he call himself again? Where he basically I can't remember his name. We should you should probably look it up after. I'll find out afterwards, yeah. or maybe we'll remember in the as a refreshing my memory. But he talked about, about he said for the for the black movement to be successful, if you want to be a part of this organization or this movement that he's creating, yes, I know if you're about. in an interracial relationship, you work. cannot work for yeah. you cannot work at this school that he's creating for yeah, kids. And I'm like the, I was like, all right, well I guess I'm out. I, I guess know, everything so that I've done for the community, like in terms of mentorship and all these workshops I do for young kids and going into the jails and talking to these young men about mm-hmm. mental health issues and, and self perception. It doesn't it doesn't matter Just because, because you're my girlfriend's white you know what I mean and it's kind of like and that's why to me I I mean I still I will still always continue to do the thing whatever I can to help within my community the real shit on the ground like that people if they don't see they don't know what's going on like I will continue to do that but at the same time that's why and double taps yeah that's why I like I've kind of differentiated obviously uh, when I say I'm pro-black I'm pro-supporting the upliftment of black people to get opportunities Mm -hmm. to be able to take care of their families get a job and live regular lives without you know be safe not be harassed by the police all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but I'm pro-human man I'm proud to be I'm proud of the accomplishments of of black people of like our contributions to society and you know, black people is we make things great. You know cool. what I mean, and, and and you know we're not you know we're not uh all the same. No. Like you know what I mean. Like, but I think you touched on what the issue is in the guilt. I think it's because there are a group of black men who are guilty of dating outside of their race, and at the same time, every chance they get, tearing down black women it's, and it's, saying and saying the most derogatory things about us. And by the way, I interviewed Tay Diggs. Ladies, l- let them have him. He's, right. <laughs> He's a turtle right? without a shell. You, He's yeah. about five apple, three apples tall. You smell we, that guy miles away, man. We all right. We're gonna we're gonna be okay. You'll be fine. But I think I understand now. It's like, yeah, you don't want to get lumped into that group, but you do want to feel and it's no one can tell when they see you walking. Down yeah. The and that's and that's all they have. And it's yeah. like now I'm at a point like with my with my first girlfriend who was white, yeah. like that was a real I, I think I remember even uh, at the time she had just moved to the city because I met her out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, my did friends, you meet her on the road. I did. Ooh. 
Ooh, I sh- did. But that's what I'm saying. Like, our you, inter- turned her, you turned a regular girl into a girlfriend, she, a girlfriend backstage? Now this thing, she wasn't regular. What do, you do, what do you call regular? I mean, like, she wasn't part of the industry. Like, you mm-hmm. met her at, like, you were performing somewhere. Nah, and you met her she, was, she was not regular. She was extraordinary. Yeah, she was oh, extraordinary. God, you're going to make me barf. Okay, I, she was I know, a special I know. lady. Hey, man. I'm different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. There's a song. Anyway, anyway but um, <laughs> that it was that was a real because that was like my first my first official like relationship, yep. not just like you know dating here and there having yep. fun. No, I know. It's, and uh, I came back, and uh, right when she moved into town, it was my friend's wedding, and I was like, "Listen, I I'm not ready to bring you to this wedding." You didn't bring her? No, I didn't <gasps> bring her. All my all my friends killed me about it. But I was not I was not mentally prepared to face that at the time. Really? Okay. So there was a How lot. How old were you? Uh, 32. Oh, you were old. Oh, thanks. Oh, no, I thanks, started dating idea. my white boys early. I was like no. in my early 20s and I was like, oh, you coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put this on. You're going to wear this. You're going to wear that. No. You're coming with me. Yes, you're going to get some reactions, but you're going to be okay. <laughs> Just stay close to me. And if anybody says anything to you, you let me know. Because my whole thing is if I'm dating you, I'm dating you. Yeah, I'm yeah. not hiding you. If I'm hiding, because there have yeah. been some black guys that I've dated that I'm like, you ain't coming behind me. <laughs> Nothing to right? do with the color a- a- of his skin. It's the person. It's the person. That's, right. that's why that's I'm like, right. if I'm with you, that's why I'm like, I hate this idea that somebody is hiding the the love of their life because they're afraid of what people will say. I was I wasn't ready. I was not mentally prepared for that. But I think what we went through in that relationship, and we you know we broke up, and I don't I haven't really spoken to her since we broke up. But I definitely recognize what I contributed to how like we, I damaged that relationship if because of things like that. She never dates a black guy again. You know it's your. No, she, she no she will because we're great. We are great, but call but me girl, call me. She she <laughs> kind of like it was almost as though she prepared me for this relationship that I'm in now, ah. where you where now I understand. Number one, like the relationship has to be grounded in something that's a real connection. Yep. It can't be superficial. Yep. Like, and, it, and to and, hell with what everybody else yeah, thinks. Yeah, and, and I mean, she's kind of showed me that level of loyalty and and when i say loyalty like our our connection is is genuine and Mm -hmm. it's based in something real and uh now it's like yeah now it's we're like us against the world type shit no i hear you yeah i totally hear what you're saying and and just to end things on a high note i think my biggest uh worry was not about the color of their skin but them understanding that when i go to bed i do have a silk scarf on my head (laughs) um you will have to eat a roti (laughs) Um, and That's I don't a must. Hear, like and I, like with hot sauce and some kind of like ting or some kind of West Indian drink. Um, I need you to be able. Like I don't want you. My main concern was more the cultural stuff. I don't want you to go. What is this? What's this music? Is this right. reggae? Yeah, yeah, like I yeah, couldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's the stuff that I was more worried about. They and have then to be worldly. I, they have to be worldly and experienced and open minded. Yeah. And I also realize in dating black men, there are a lot of black men who are not open minded about stuff at all. And 100%. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And that's when I was like, forget about it. And then you know what? Shout out to all the white guys I've dated. They were more than down. They're like, you want me to help you take out your weave? And oh, I was they, like, they, knew, they knew what they were getting into. Come uh, on. And here's the deal. For a long time, I didn't. I thought that that would be the issue. And then once I'm like, oh, yeah. you're just a great person. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color you are. And just anybody out there who's like, she want to date white guys. White guys, <laughs> black guys, dated Asian guys. I dated a... A rainbow. The rainbow. The rainbow. As long as you're taller than me and my highest heels, have a straight teeth and a good job and know how to drive and parallel park, I'm in. Parallel park. Oh, a man who can't, listen, just a little FYI, <laughs> if you do not know how to drive and on top of you do not know how to park a car, That's disgusting. my vagina's like, we're out of here. <laughs> Get your purse. We're out of here. This man does not know how to drive. That's disgusting. And he needs you to get in the driver's seat and parallel park. Oh, does that happen to you? N- look at me. Does that look like it's ever happened oh, oh, to me? Oh, but to in say, my mind- That exists? 
Oh, I've seen it. That's ridiculous. I know a girl who who does all the driving with her boyfriend. He's not a good driver. And I go, I don't know what it is. And it sounds real superficial, but it's a massive turnoff. So <laughs> on that note, I want to thank you, Solitaire, for coming and dishing. You didn't give us all the sex you had on the road, but I'm going to forgive you because you're a gentleman and you're in a relationship <laughs> with a white woman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just with messing a, with you. With a human woman. No, she white, y'all. She, she, is, she is white as I the know. driven she's, snow. I'm sure she's your girlfriend. She is amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Tell people where they can find you. I know you don't like the social media and the celebrity, but where can people find you? I, You know, I'm just, I'm not driven to post every day. That's all I'm saying. But at Solitaire Music, it's S-O-L-I-T-A-I-R Music. No, there's no E. I'm not the card game. I'm Solitaire the Rapper. So it's Solitaire Music, and that's pretty much on, that's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the above. Was that that hard? Oh, I mean, I give it out, but I'm just saying the expectation of... Let me take over your social media. Let me take pictures of you and get pictures of you and video of you doing stuff. I'll, t- I'll, I'll right. get you that blue check. You already probably already have one, but <laughs> no. I'll get you. If you don't have one, I'll get you one. All right. Um, let the ladies know what's going on. He mm. looks really good, girls. He's aging like wine, ladies. That's aging true. like wine. Fine wine. A fine wine. Mm-hmm. Um, the expensive stuff. <laughs> All right, so a friendly reminder to the listeners, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. And you can also get my lovely book, <laughs> Single Girl Problems, on Amazon.com. Hey. Send us any of your relationship questions or comments to Single Girl Problems Podcast at gmail.com. That's all the time we have. Until next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.